Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, and it's not just the start of summer, you guys. It's also Amazon Prime Day. That's right. That's right. Today, instead of buying stuff we don't need, we buy stuff we don't need at a slightly lower price. I don't know what an immersion blender is, but yeah, let's look at the price on it. How am I going to make my coffee if I don't have an immersion blender? An immersion blender. Um, I refused to participate in that yesterday. Did not mention it on this here radio show. I don't. I'm not going to let freaking Jeff Bezos, who wants to eat the Mona Lisa, I'm not going to let <laughs> allegedly. I'm not going to let the world's richest man declare a holiday that we all participate in talking about and like you know get it going so it's a thing. Not going to do it. Yeah, I somehow missed it until after the oh, show, honestly. I saw and, 8 million things up on the text board about Prime Day and just thought, I'm not doing it. I'm not nope. going to try to pretend it's like Black Friday, but you're one specific brand and you, you want us all to participate in making a holiday out of this. The text board is what Jack calls computer screens. <laughs> Funny. Um, but I didn't. I just, I don't like it. Yeah, my daughter in the afternoon said, hey, Dad, what do you think of this price on this TV, smart TV? She's got her own grown-up place now. I said, ah, it looks fine to me. So she ordered it, and then an hour later, Amazon said, your order's canceled, out of stock. So that was a fine prime day in my house, uh, Mr. Bezos. <laughs> Bezos Claus, thank you so much for another beautiful holiday. Stop eating Da Vinci's. <laughs> Hey, why don't we play clip number uh, 39? I think it's apropos. Go ahead. This is Tucker Carlson. The White House announced today that on Wednesday of this week, Joe Biden will outline a new plan to fight rising crime rates, which are skyrocketing, and the body counts that accompany them. You will not hear Joe Biden beg forgiveness from the thousands of families whose loved ones have been killed by the Democratic Party's nihilistic embrace of crime and disorder. Looting is reparations. You go, looters. They should apologize for that. They never will. The left's ideology destroyed America's cities, but they will never under any circumstances admit that, ever. He makes the point later that one of the tricks among progressive politicians is that they will cause a problem. And then I thought we had that that tape. Anyway, they will cause a problem. Then they will announce its solution, which includes more power for them. It's a pattern you see over and over again. And some of the uh, some of the unemployment stuff going on right now, the troubles uh, getting people hired, the rest of it, um, is absolutely striking. It's it's unprecedented. And you remember, uh, I read Jennifer Rubin from the Washington Post, her column that the idea people weren't working because of enhanced benefits is a Republican talking point. It's debunked. It's a conspiracy theory. It's debunked. There's no way. How do you debunk the idea that if you give me enough money, I'm going to stay home rather than work? Right. And this is one of the premier columnists for the Washington Post with utter confidence and scorn, really, for anybody who dares disagree, offering up the idea that there is zero correlation between enhanced benefits and people staying home. Okay. I thought last week we had data that, that, that proved that wasn't true and that the states where they've stopped taking the money, they're having uh, less problems with job shortages. No, she says it was a coincidence because unemployment was going down anyway. Just coincidental. But listen to this. This is analysis in the liberal Seattle Times where they have a brutal shortage of people, particularly in the restaurant industry. So the Seattle Times of all publications says what's driving the shortage? 
Some restaurant owners and managers blame federal pandemic unemployment benefits, which currently add 300 bucks a week on top of regular state benefits. All told, the average food service worker on unemployment in Washington is getting $600 in weekly benefits. It's a little higher in King County, where Seattle is. It's about 640 A well-tipped waiter or an experienced chef could see benefits of $800 or more based on their prior salaries. So you're looking at 650 to $800 in the Seattle area of benefits. At the same time, the state law requiring workers on unemployment to search for a job was suspended last spring by Governor Jay Inslee during the height of the pandemic panic, and it has not been reactivated. You still don't need to search for a job in uh, Washington State to uh, to get unemployment. That's amazing. At and the s- searching for a job is kind of a a, a scam anyway. Right. Because, I mean, we get constant text on the text board from uh, from people who say, yeah, people apply and then they don't show up for the interview or anything. Because right. all you have to do is claim you applied or show that you or applied. Claim or claim you interviewed. Yeah, like the state's going to go to every employer. Hey, did uh, Joe Jones show up uh, and, and talk to you about the job? What? I'm busy. I don't know. Maybe. So listen to this now. Here's where the rubber hits the road. Again, in the liberal Seattle Times, making it clear that Jennifer Rubin of the WAPO is willing to just out and out lie or is mentally ill. <laughs> By comparison to that 650 to $800 a week, the average weekly salary for a full-time food service worker in 2020 in Washington was around $653, around 695 in the greater, greater Seattle area, or about thirty-four to $36,000 a year. Those extra federal benefits, quote, are encouraging people not to come to work, said the co-owner of the Seattle-based neighborhood grills chain. Why would you work? You can take the summer off. I don't blame them, but it's frustrating for me. They do a side-by-side comparison, and not only are people making almost as much, which, since you have all of your free time for a side hustle or recreation or or to paint or or go to community college or whatever, if you were making anywhere close to as much, that would be excuse enough not to go to work. Not only are they making that, not only are they making as much as they were working, uh, doing uh, earning when they were working and busting their butts to get it, they're in many cases making more than they were, according to the lefty Seattle Times. And let, but apparently, Jennifer Rubin and the Washington Post way to the left of Seattle, if you can picture that, um, and are saying, no, that's impossible. That's not a factor at all. Man, there are people willing to say some ridiculous crap these days. That is uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it's undeniable. I would do the same thing. It's a rational economic decision. Actually, I probably wouldn't do the same thing because I've always been fairly ambitious, but I understand why people are. Alex Rodriguez is now dating Ben Affleck's ex-girlfriend. We'll have full team coverage. I thought you were going to say he's dating Affleck. Now, that's a headline. So is that the way you do it when you're famous and studly? Get get over you want? Your old lady goes out with Ben Affleck. You go date Ben Affleck's Affleck. ex-girlfriend to, like, get under his skin or... Or, I don't know, there's a narrow pool of hot chicks who date famous guys? I don't know. I don't know either. The airline industry has decided they're going to have to start seriously prosecuting disruptive passengers to get this to stop. Instead of just the, you know, boot them off the plane. There's going to have to be serious prosecution. I think fights a stewardess guy and or woman probably won't get word of that. You don't think that'll have an effect? I don't know. It may have some effect. I got a little oh, more. I, little, I tell you what. Well, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. I got a little more of the details. We'll get into that and everything. Because like, something's got to be done. It's gotten out of hand. The, the, the numbers are ridiculous. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pull back on presenting yourself so suggestively or sexually? I thought about this, and then I thought, you can do it all. You can do whatever you want. I don't know. There's something so freeing about feeling like I'm 40, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I want to post a bikini studying if I want to. There's something powering about that, but I also want to don't want to embarrass my kids or make them feel away if they're in high school and I'm the embarrassing mom that's like posing, you know, in selfies and in bikinis. There will be limits. Do we have that clip uh, from the Adam Sandler movie about how that's the uh, stupidest thing I've ever heard and everybody in the room. What you just said. There it is. Is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> what movie is that from again? Billy Madison. Billy Madison. That may be my favorite line from any movie. I don't know. And I've never even seen the movie. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't. It's I incredibly haven't. silly, as Adam Sandler movies tend to be. But uh, Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. I, I, what is it about Kim Kardashian's voice that just makes my skin crawl? It's that combination of nasal and vocal fry and then the insanely idiotic content, usually. Just the combination. That turned her into a billionaire? Yeah, exactly. And her sisters? Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's like a lot of pop music these days. Somebody must like it. I can't stand it. Turned her dad into a woman? I mean, it's just that has amazing <laughs> powers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I was thinking we could take a look on the international front at um, at the election of that uh, butcher in Iran. Scary guy. He was the guy who decided back those peaceful protests. What, eight, ten years ago? When were those? I don't know. You get old time flies. Well, they've had a series of them, and at the, he's been at the forefront every time of uh, jailing, torturing, and executing these people. Yeah, exactly. You and see somebody chanting on a corner? Right. You see somebody chanting, waving a placard? Grab them. Torture him for a while, execute him, and make it known. Sometimes him doing the torturing with his own hands. He's that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely insane. Let's hear uh, Jen Griffin on Fox News last night. Clip number 40, Sean. Iran elected this weekend a new president, Ibrahim Raisi, a hardline cleric and the chief justice of Iran's judiciary, once known as the Butcher of Tehran, for his role in the execution of 5,000 young opponents of the regime. He is already under sanctions by the U.S. for his role in human rights abuses. He sent thousands of Iranian dissidents to their deaths without due process in 1988, according to Amnesty International. So now that the butcher of Tehran is the uh, guy in charge, or at least kind of in charge, the president of the country, the new prime minister of Israel, remember Bibi Netanyahu, too much of a warmonger, right-winger, crazy nut job, you know, uh, everybody's a little you got to be scared of everybody. No, the new, calmer, gentler Israeli prime minister commenting on the new president of Iran. Raisi's selection is, I would say, the last chance for the world powers to wake up before returning to the nuclear agreement and to understand who they're doing business with. These guys are murderers, mass murderers. 
A regime of brutal hangmen must never be allowed to have weapons of mass destruction. So that's how Israel feels about the idea of allowing Iran to have a path to end up getting a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the question is, and it's a an honest question worth asking, how best to prevent it? Barack Obama and John Kerry believe it's in that multilateral deal. Many others, including the Israelis, whose lives depend on it, are uh, say no, absolutely not. Right. Yeah. So what do you what do you th- I, see? I, as I, I read a lot about it over the weekend. I read a number of long articles about it because I just am fascinated by the whole thing. It seemed to me that it was more domestic consumption. They're concerned about the number of uprisings they've had over the years and the fact that they're growing in popularity. And they're harder to keep down now with social media and, you know, all that. Um, remember the Arab Spring? Mm-hmm. Uh, regimes that you thought could never topple ended up toppling when uh, enough young people got in the street. So they brought this guy and his president to make it clear, hey, look, ain't going to be no uprisings, all right? Ain't going to happen. Not with this guy in charge. Right, yeah. Well, they have enormous pressures in Iran. I mean, people are not digging the state of affairs at all. So, yeah, I, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's it's rough times ahead for Iran. As a citizen there? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And as a country. I mean, because Biden, you know, back in the Obama years, he was leading the parade on the whole uh, sign the nuclear deal, ship him a pallet full of cash, all that stuff. He seems to have softened his enthusiasm. I think for reasons of pride, they have to make noises about how that was a great agreement and Trump never should have abandoned it. But they're not rushing to get back into it. You know, they're holding meetings and the rest, but. We'll have to see. He's been uh, realistic and hard-nosed about China. I hope that uh, that is uh, shared by Iran policy. So the airline industry has some problems, as we were mentioning earlier. Airlines, flight attendants, and pilots are calling for the U.S. Justice Department to prosecute unruly and violent passengers. In a letter to Merrick Garland, who is currently our attorney general, uh, the trade group Airlines for America and Unions for Pilots and Flight Crew cited a substantial increase in and growing escalation of passengers' unruly and disruptive behavior. Now, the numbers back that up. At first, I was thinking, it's just more smartphones, and it's more of a craze to videotape these things, but it actually has gone up a lot. And uh, they're wanting to crack down because up until now, a lot of times all you do is get booted off the flight or perhaps you're banned from flying on the airline but rarely actually prosecuted like it's an assault, like if it were on the street of some city. Hmm. And they're asking that the the feds make a federal crime out of it. Worth noting that virtually the entire rise is over masks. Yeah, true. Mask-related incidents. Um, Usually somebody that doesn't want to wear one and either fights the... the flight attendants because they're trying to make them or another passenger says, Hey, put on your mask. And they end up scrapping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Some, uh, and, and a disproportionate number of the flights originated in California where that stuff happens too. And that's so interesting. Doodle. Wonder if that means anything. This one gal knocked a flight attendant's teeth out. Oh, knocked two of her teeth out. That ain't cool. No, you gotta, you gotta do hard time for that or <clears throat> heavy fines or something. So, do you tie this in with the rise in crime at all? Are we just just as a people? Did the COVID make us crazy, or is it just you see more mayhem around you and you think mayhem is okay? It, like subconsciously, you don't consciously decide that. You know, scrapping about this makes sense now. It just you just 
see it on TV, you see it in the paper, you see it around you, and you're thinking, I'm going to handle this physically. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. It's practically unprovable, but instinctively, like we're always saying to you folks, judge the world through your eyes, your ears, your heart, and those are your friends and neighbors and family members. Don't listen to the stupid, stupid media. That idea just makes gut sense to me. And and especially when it comes to, like, looting or violent demonstrations or pulling down statues or whatever. You see it all the time. It's the Overton window of what is acceptable, and it has just grown to, like, all these things are acceptable. Smashing open a window if you're mad about something and stealing stuff is acceptable. Right. And Bearing in, down a statue. You know, to get back to the horrific explosion in crime and violence, gun violence, we were talking about Chicago earlier. In the neighborhood I grew up in, which is not far at all, it's 20 minutes away from some of the horrific violent neighborhoods in Chicago. Um, it was unthinkable to settle a problem with a gun. Absolutely unthinkable. It's still unthinkable. But 20 minutes away in those neighborhoods, the Overton window includes shooting somebody. Not only is that one of the possibilities, that's the lead possibility. It's a cultural norm. People don't understand the importance of culture. Right. It's harder to shape, but it's incredibly important. Well, that's the Burkean philosophy, that these, uh, if you got a stable society... Don't start messing around with it because you don't know what parts of it are important to keeping it stable the way it is. Yeah. You got to move really slow when you start changing oh, things no, around. No, no, no. This is a country built on white supremacy and the whole thing needs to be torn down. All of it to get to our utopia. You haven't been paying attention, have you? If you ever miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com for the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Misogyny has got to stop. Into that million dollars to bring her back because it brought back the business. This is a tourist area. We will not always agree on issues, but we want to have open, transparent conversations about these issues. I appreciate the people who are raising issues about Me Too and how women are treated in the media. We went to work to really find what are the real facts about Marilyn? How did she feel about that moment? Was it empowering for her? They could move her earlier if, they, if it's not helping, but I think she's going to be a great help, and I think people are thrilled she's back. So this yeah, is about right. a Marilyn Monroe statue in Palm Springs. Yeah, famously stood for years by the, I think, the Art Museum. It was the famous scene of her skirt getting blown up by the uh, the grate there, the heat grate. What was supposed to be a night of celebration turned into a divisive evening. Supporters and protesters clashed, not in front of, you know, General Robert E. Lee's statue or... <laughs> In front of the forever Maryland statue in downtown Palm Springs, some protesters said they're unhappy with the statue's location, while another group called the hashtag MeTooMaryland says the statue objectifies an icon. The statue objectifies an icon. An is icon, that the old double reverse? An icon is a, like a statue. Yes. <laughs> that is an icon. How do you objectify? How does an, but hmm. an icon is an object, by definition. Well, unless it's a person. But an icon, right? It's, a, it's calling a person an object. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. Saying so, she's an icon is saying she is like an object that means more than her, and that's so what you're the objectifying an object. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Ah, oh, boy. We do not want silenced women. Misogyny has got to stop," said one woman. 
What are you freaking talking about, said one radio host. <laughs> Why don't you lighten the hell what up? What the hell are you talking about? Why don't you find somebody who's really suffering in life and help them? You know, I, I, I will tell you, the whole sex symbol hot chick thing, I'm so over. I mean, I'm, I'm a raving heterosexual male, and I appreciate uh, the womanly figure uh, like, like many people do. Why do on you the other feel hand, the need to always point that out? Uh, on the other hand, um, the idea that there's this great sex symbol of the 50s that we should still ooh and ah over, she could barely act her way out of a paper bag. She was nuts. You know, I'm sorry for all that. I don't hate her or anything, but the idea that she was some sort of godhead that we all ought to worship just seems so stupid to me. <laughs> Who cares? I feel like this is just more ammunition for my all statues need to go away uh, yeah. philosophy. Or replace them all with Dolly Parton. Wasn't that's, that somebody's idea? That's the compromise. <laughs> is that before or after Jeff Bezos eats uh, the Mona Lisa? Yeah, right. Objectifying the Mona Lisa. Hilarious. Um, good news if you're a Netflix fan. They signed a big deal with Steven Spielberg. Never like heard of him. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's going to make a bunch of stuff for uh, for Netflix, so that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. No, I was about to tar him with the <laughs> with the uh, old guy Goodfellas movie, but that was Scorsese, wasn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah, the yeah, Irishman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. I'm sorry I even thought that about you, uh, Stephen. It's terrible. So speaking of uh, questionable stances on social issues, I just love this story. The Seattle Rights, I'm sorry, the Seattle Human Rights Commission is dismissing concerns about the pride event, gay pride thing, charging white entrants a reparations fee. <laughs> Everybody around the country is like, "Wait a minute, what?" I know, I know. If you're steeped in West Coast craziness, you can kind of, you just go with the first couple of aspects of it, and then you recognize the twist at the end. But people who live in the same parts of the country, you got to go a little more slowly for them. So I'll say it again. The Seattle Human Rights Commission is dismissing concerns about a pride event that will charge white people a reparations fee telling complainants that they should educate themselves on the harm they might cause by attending. You know, I'll just read their statement. So they don't um, want white people to go to a pride event? The Well, yes and no. They want you to go, but they want you to pay a reparations fee. The June 26th event, June 26th, okay, so this is from like, uh, oh, no, June 26th, okay. It's described on Facebook as a black and brown, queer, trans-centered, prioritized, valued event. The Facebook page adds white allies and accomplices are welcome to attend, but will be charged a ten to fifteen. I'm uh, ten to fifty dollar reparations fee. I don't know why the sliding scale, but that will be used to keep this event free of cost for Black and Brown trans and queer community. Uh, it's called taking Black Pride. Uh, okay, so here's the full statement. This is so great. Listen to how nutty these people are. Uh, with all due respect for, you know, nobody should be discriminated against or hate or hurt for who they are. Thank you for reaching. This is somebody who complained about white people being charged a fee. Thank you for reaching out to the Human Rights Commission and the NAACP, respectively. While we appreciate your thinking of us to help with this issue, we must unfortunately advise you to advance on this issue without the participation of the commission. 
Uh, the unique nature of the situation does not, in fact, violate any of your human rights, etc. If you feel... Uh, okay. Furthermore, we'd like to urge you to examine the very real social dynamics and ramifications of this issue. Black, trans, and queer peoples are among the most marginalized and persecuted peoples within the LGBTQIA2S plus community. I did not make that up. They literally typed the LGBTQIA2S plus community. They often face shame, not only from the cis-heteronormative community, but within the queer community at large as well. In making the event free for the black queer community, the organizers of this event are extending a courtesy so rarely extended by providing a free and safe space to express joy, share story, and be in community. In other words, listen, whitey transgender person dude you are way up on the, on the list on the scale you we everybody is carefully listed it's like a totem pole of suffering and sometimes you get pushed up the totem pole and other people get shoved down and if you're above them on the totem pole well you're the oppressor you're a bad person and so you have to pay a reparations fee if for some arbitrary reason you switch places on the totem pole don't worry we'll be screeching at them next I tell you what, this is somebody. One of the reactions to this is, is this a parody account? Also, am I the only one who noticed more letters and numbers have snuck into the LBTGQIIS plus one four rope dope J thing? Why not just add every individual letter and number now and have everything covered? Exactly, the A through Z, one through nine community. Aye, aye, aye. So we were talking earlier about this weird through-the-looking-glass period we're living through now where the majority opinion on so many things can't be said out loud. And sometimes, least. often, it's the vast, vast majority. Yeah. Um, we gave a couple examples. We'll give those examples again. But, uh, you know, what you hear through social media, through cable news, through all that sort of stuff is a tiny view. The rest of us... The majority of us have a different view, but you can't say it because we're convinced that it's you know wrong or hateful or something. I got I got or, a perfect or, example, or even just the minority view. Yeah, I got a perfect example on a, a poll that just came out. I'll tell you about that after we tell you about Simply Safe, which is the best home security out there. I gotta believe with the attitudes we've got about crime going up all across the country and in our own neighborhoods, the idea of having a home security system sounds like a better idea than ever. And Simply Safe has all the technology bells and whistles you'd expect these days. It's won many awards, but the people at Simply Safe really take it to the next level, whether it's fire, a burglary, a medical emergency, even a burst pipe or something like that. Or maybe you're having a challenge setting up the system. Simply Safe has a person with expertise ready to help you 24-7. So you're going to go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You're going to click around a little bit to customize the system for your home. You're going to order. It's going to come in. You're going to set it up in like a half an hour. You can do it yourself. If you have any problems, there are people available 24-7. Then after it's set up, you'll have people like fire and police available 24-7 to protect your home. Yep. 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get a free security camera just because you know us. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So we used the example a little bit earlier that um, a poll showed 80% of people think you ought to have to show an ID to vote. Now, if you watch cable news or you're on social media, that's just a like a crazy controversial position. 
And only nut jobs advocated. And it's voter suppression. Voter suppression. And it's clearly to keep black people from voting, except for 80% of people think it's a good idea to show your ID to vote. I, so including huge numbers of black Americans who don't buy the, are you saying I'm too stupid to get a state ID? This isn't quite that high, but it's pretty high. This poll just out from, uh, I think it's Harvard. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Majority of voters say Biden should implement stricter immigration policies, according to a new poll. A majority of voters in a new poll say that President Biden should uh, have stricter immigration policies to limit the number of people illegally entering the country. 64% of registered voters in a new Harvard Harris poll said Biden should issue stricter um, um, uh, policies to reduce the flow of illegals across the border. It's just absolutely self-evident to me. Almost two-thirds of Americans say, yeah, you got to do something about all the illegals coming into the country. Almost two-thirds of Americans say that, yet it's considered controversial to even utter that idea on any cable news show or any social media forum. Yeah, I know. know. How? Why are we like this? Well, like it's we weird. said earlier, the, the media is a funhouse mirror of America. The the media elite are a weird sub subculture. They're like, I don't know, pro bowlers or, or circus freaks or something. They're just, they're not average people living average, wonderful, fulfilling lives in America. They are a very small subgroup. And yet, we have tasked them with telling us about ourselves and telling us about our world. It's a terrible idea to rely on these people. Listen. Listen to a couple more of these numbers that are amazing. Two-thirds, 67% of voters say that people who cross the southern border illegally should be sent back to Mexico. Sent back? Racist. Deportation? Fascist. The, 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 Trump. Screaming matches start if anybody even suggests that. That's what two-thirds of, two-thirds of voters say. And this is the best one of all. 55%. Keep that number in your mind. 55% of voters say Biden should have left Trump's immigration policies in place. Wow. <laughs> A significantly higher percentage than voted for Donald J. Oh, right. Yeah. So majority of people think you should have left Trump's policies in place. Hey, dee, 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 dee. You know, this may be the most important thing we've done all day today well, on the show. <laughs> pointing out how so many vast numbers of Americans agree with y'all. You're you're thinking you're in some sort of tiny hardcore minority? No, you're you are the mainstream. If they ever mention Trump's immigration policies on a cable news chip panel or on Meet the Press or something like that, it's only to talk about we ended those racist, xenophobic policies. The Trump, yeah, it turns out a majority of the country, and I don't think it's because they're racist, think they were working in keeping illegals out of your country because keeping illegals out of your country is what every country on earth does yes wait now breaking up families ripping babies out of people's arms all those people in that poll have heard all that jailing babies yo they've heard an extreme uh uh, exaggerated not even true version of the story and still 55 percent a majority think we should have kept those policies in place yeah wow that is amazing it is it really is. Yeah, and it's funny. We've been preaching this for years and years, and there are times when I am still amazed to be reminded, oh, that's right, that's right. Average people, like the, like the good folks listening to ourselves, most people think this way. It's just the way out there media and social media elite that have that wacky, crazy view of America. Thanks, Twitter. 80, 80% of people think you ought to show an ID to vote. 
So as y'all have been thinking, well, I have to show my ID for all sorts of thing and uh, things, and the votes is, is sacred. We need to protect it so people have faith in the system. Why is it hateful and racist to require an ID? I don't get it. No, you shouldn't get it. It's an idiotic point of view. Anyway, got any comment on that? Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. We've got a text from uh, someone for the gay community wondering about the whole LGBTQ lumping everything together uh, place that we're on now. I would be interested in a polling of uh, just regular gay folks and how they feel about that. Anywho, all that stuff on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, can, uh, maybe you can look this up, Sean. So what is the new thing? And I, I'm not saying this to be mocking or uh, disrespectful at all, because I don't know what it is. But what are all the letters now? L-B-G-T-Q. Oh, I I, I'm, I'm with. I caught up to yeah. that. Yeah. While you're looking for that, I'll read this from uh, someone. I'm gay. And I understand LGBTQ being lumped together, but I have no idea why all the others are included with us. And that would be the other letters Joe's about to bring us. Uh, transgender really doesn't have anything to do with liking to have sex with the same sex, like me. In my opinion, trans is more of a gender identity issue, a state of mind. What does that have to do with loving the same sex? I think it's unfortunate that transgender, intersex, and whatever else is lumped in uh, with gay, says this gay person. Uh, yeah, whoops, sorry, i got to reopen that. Uh, I don't have any idea how the average gay person feels about the um, the continuing to add letters. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't, there's there's something wrong with uh, opening up that tab again, but it okay. was LGBTQIAS2+. Yeah, 2 plus was in there somewhere. Do, do you know what that means, Sean? We, We're working on, uh, okay. on getting... Anyway... And I don't yeah. have, like I said, I don't have any idea if the average gay person thinks that's awesome or uh, ridiculous or or what. It's interesting. Uh, you know, we were talking about this uh, piece in Newsweek by a 48-year-old uh, trans male who was talking about his nightmarish journey and how he's discovered that all of this is experimental. There's very little science, and we ought not be letting children make any permanent decision, including hormone blockers and puberty blockers and that sort of thing. And he says, and the second half of his article is as great as the first part I shared with you. Trans activists tout studies that say medically transitioning gender questioning children improves mental health. But those studies have often been retracted, and those retractions unreported by the media. Moreover, no long-term studies have been conducted on children who grow up without the benefit of natural puberty. No studies at all have been done on detransitioners who return to their identified original sex what are the psychological effects no one has a clue and researchers are too often shut down by cancel culture for even even raising the questions peer this is the key right here peer-reviewed studies show a shocking correlation between gender dysphoria and autism depression anxiety eating disorders and other comorbidities additionally it seems that many of these children are simply gay could pushing people on a one-way path to medical transition be a different form of conversion therapy? Wow, interesting. Had never thought of that, but clearly that could be. 
Right. I'm an effeminate boy who likes boys. Now I keep hearing I'm actually a woman. Okay, I guess I'll get all sorts of painful surgeries right. and become a woman. If you're yeah, if you're younger, sure, you wouldn't Yeah. Wow. So you're you're right. Right. it's a different kind of ideology around There's the only be- one kind of man. There's only one kind of woman. We need to ask and study these questions hard for the good of all children, but we're not, not in the mainstream media and certainly not in President Joe Biden's new administration. America is proceeding down its path of total affirmation, just as other countries are restoring greater balance. Listen to this from Europe. This past December, the U.K. High Court of Justice ruled that puberty blockers for minors are both experimental and a one-way ticket to permanent transition. Finland in 2020 completely overhauled its approach to treating minors with gender dysphoria, prioritizing psychotherapeutic non-invasive interventions and recognizing adolescence as a time of major identity exploration. Duh. How are you going to figure out with an 8-year-old whether they're just an effeminate gay boy Or, you know, a woman trapped in a boy's body. How would you possibly figure that out? Sweden is conducting a systematic literature review of the scientific basis of the long-term effects on physical and mental health of both puberty blockers and hormones. The very researcher who championed the Dutch protocol, which was very, like, forward-thinking in gender uh, transition, recently called for a rethink. We need to slow down and rethink all of this. Boy, yeah, I had never thought of it. I'm thinking the gay community needs to start standing up against this as as, as a lot of uh, gay kids are being uh, tortured. You got this nailed down, Sean? Yeah, so uh, the IA is what we were looking for. So the I is intersex, the A is asexual. Okay. Okay. We don't know what the 2T is, but... The 2T, well, there's a plus sign. There's transgender is one of the Ts. There's two of them in there now. I, I think they added it to I'm kind of lost. Uh, I like girls. If anybody Sorry. knows, and again, I'm not mocking it because I don't know what it is. If anybody knows, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.